Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once more, I am in Hawklaw. And I've been I've been to the crumbling tower twice, and you'll get to see what happens there when all the visits are done, because you don't want to listen to it in dribs and drabs. I'll have this happen, but what's happening here? I'll have to listen to the start of about tech nine episodes just to get the story. Instead, instead I'm going to do the explore the village of Hawklaw, something which I still haven't done, even though I've been to this village dozens of times. Oh, well, well, since I have to stay in Hawklaw anyway, because it keeps getting attacked, I might as well have a look around. The village of Hawklaw and the forests and hills that surround it teem with the promise of adventure. Explore now. Your exploration of Hawklaw, the woods, hills and pastures that surround the small village, provides some grand views of the rugged beauty that is common to this remote region of the kingdom. Unfortunately, you don't discover anything of any particular interest during your trek. But presumably, I I use my thievery skill to sneak up on a sheep and pet it. Yeah, who's a good sheep? Who's a good sheep? You're the good sheep. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Who's such a good sheep? <laughs> I mean, why else would you have feathery skills other than to sneak up on animals so you can pet them? Uh, exploring once more. You've made a special note of this location, a solitary grave. You will return to it in the future whenever you explore the village of Hawklaw. Deep in the woods north of Hawklaw, you discover an ancient stone grave marker, half buried in the woodland debris that blankets the forest floor. You clear away much of what covers the flat slab of stone and find its weathered surface is covered with several crudely engraved symbols. As you stare down at the square stone slab, 
You find yourself wondering who it was that was long ago way to last here. There's an item you can use, but I haven't found anything yet while I've been exploring. I think the usual rule with with you, if if you have a to use an item, you either got it directly before on a quest, or will find it in the area you are. It's just how things work. There are there are a few exceptions, but if it's something else like using using those stones outside Tarn, you usually have some sort of clue. I mean, there are exceptions, but not here. No, I don't have the item yet. And I know that because I've done this before. While exploring the woods near Hawklaw, you have the misfortune of running into a roaming pack of wild dogs. The savage canines, who, having recent years been spotted in large numbers all across the Heart Hills, quickly quickly move in, in on you, growling and snarling as they size you up. What? You don't want pets? You want to bite me? Okay, I'm going to have to knock you out and then I'll pet you. Yeah, yeah, do you think you could just be a dog near me and not get petted? Yeah, you're not escaping. You're not escaping from the pets. Begin combat. Now, you can kill the enemy. You can want a quick combat, which would also kill them, because you cannot quick combat subdues. You can subdue the enemy and attempt to win without killing the enemy, which is obviously what I'm going to do. These are dogs. You don't kill dogs. It's like the number one rule of being a being a hero. Don't kill dogs. <laughs> Even if they're trying to kill you first. But that's because they weren't petted enough when they were young. They suffer from a severe petting deficit. And it's made them crazy! Or I could run away. I'll subdue these dogs first. Now stand stand still and let me pet you dogs! They viciously attack me. Let. Me. Pet you, you silly dogs. You have subdued your foe. There, now that they're still, I can pet them. <gasps> Who's a good dog? Who's a, well, well, not you. Actually, actually, you're rather bad dogs. But maybe in the future you can be good dogs. Can you? Yes. Who will eventually be a good dog? Who will eventually be a good dog? You will. You will. Now. Uh, <laughs> Oh, bugger. Now, Hawklaw's not really in a situation where they can adopt dogs, are they, right now? Hmm. Well, I do have a very large residence. Maybe I could take them there. Okay, that, even though the game does nothing to suggest it, that's what I do with these dogs. All these dogs. Dogs, once they're, once they're not, once they're knocked out, I take them. To my residence. <laughs> where, where oh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hire hire people at my residence to look after all these wild dogs I've beat up and and kidnapped. Hmm. Battered and soundly defeated, 
the wild dogs turn and take flight, bounding off into the forest and disappearing through. No, don't do that! How am I supposed to pet you if you run away? Yeah, I'll get you yet, and I will pet you on the head. After taking a moment to check over your equipment to make certain there are no more of the wild dogs lurking nearby, you once again set off on your way. Uh, keep exploring. Nope, oh, that's the nothing message. That's the nothing message again. While passing along the western edge of Hawklaw's main thoroughfare, you nearly bump into a young girl and her mother as they step out of the doorway on your left. The woman smiles and tells you an apology is not necessary. You're about to bid them farewell and continue on your way when the young girl at her side, no older than perhaps five, reaches out and hands you a wilted rose. Her mother smiles, amused by her daughter's gesture, while, while the young girl looks up at you expectantly, waiting for you to accept the gift. Okay, I'll accept this, Rose. You politely accept the wilted Rose, thanking the little girl for the gift. The girl smiles broadly and looks up at her mother, who turns and thanks you. I now have a wilted Rose. Maybe it will do something. This wilted rose was given to you by a young girl you encountered, encountered while exploring the village of Hawklaw. With that, the two of them set off along the village thoroughfare, and you once again resume your exploration. Now, hmm, I've got a new item. And... Well, we've got a new item, and there's a place I've just been to that needs an item. Well, maybe. I mean, putting flowers next to graves is a common thing to do. Use. Oh, it worked. You lean down and gently place the wilted rose in the centre of the weathered stone grave marker. Much of surprise, the withering flower begins to twitch and then starts to weave. In a matter of moments, the rose had been, been restored to what was obviously the height of its bloom. Not a single blemish can be seen on the flower's radiant crimson petals. As you step back from the gravesite, a sudden rush of euphoria overwhelms you, leaving you breathless for several seconds. The sensation quickly fades, but you feel somehow different in its wake. I've got 128 experience to general, and 64 experience to all skills and powers. Woo! That is nice. I mean, usually I'd have to go through a great... go through an entire tarn one to get 64 experience to all skills and powers. Okay, upper one that is. After examining the area around the gravesite for several minutes, you once again prepare to set off on your way. Okay, that's the nothing message. Nothing message. Nothing message. The nothing message. 
You know, I think I might actually find some stuff while exploring here. So I'm going to clear. I'm going to sell some stuff to make room. All right. Now I'm back in Hawklaw and I have plenty of space in my inventory. Just in case I find anything. Now back to exploring the village. It's five wild dogs. While exploring the woods near Hawklaw, have the misfortune of running into a roaming pack of wild dogs. The savage canines, who have in recent years been spotted in large numbers all across the Hart Hills, quickly move in on you, growling and snarling as they size you up. So I can begin combat once again, and now I will flee immediately. Because I don't want to hurt these dogs! After a lengthy and perilous fight, you manage to ascend Flight, you manage to escape from the vicious pack of wild dogs. Then, after taking a moment to check over equipment, and to make certain you're no longer in any imminent danger, you once again set off on your way. That's the nothing message. Keep exploring. Six wild dogs. Okay, time for some very heavy petting. Good dog! Good dog! Good dog! <laughs> yes, 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 I'm petting them so hard, I'm actually knocking them out. <laughs> 2xp. Battered and soundly defeated, the wild dogs turn and take flight, bounding off into the forest and disappearing from view. After taking a moment to check over your equipment and to make certain... There are no more wild dogs lurking nearby. You once again set off on your way. That's the nothing message. Now, I know there's more things going on here. But when these things will turn up, well, that's in the hands of RNGesus, isn't it? The hands of the random number generator. 3xp for beating... Eating up those wild dogs. There were seven this time. Why won't they let me pet them? Yeah. They just let me pet you. Silly wild dogs. Yes, I'm going to have to come round. Come round, suspending, just putting a big bone on on top of a, on top of a obvious pit trap. So don't be like, oh, bone! Oh, it falls into the pit trap, and then I can just take that. I could just take these dogs later and put them in my great big residence. That, that there's there's no text for that, but that is what I'm doing. You will never see these dogs in the residence. They won't be described, but they will be there. There will be hundreds and hundreds of wild dogs in my residence. Yes. Hundreds of them. This is probably a good idea, but might not be. Because what if they hurt each other? Hmm. What if one of the dogs is mean to the other dogs? Oh, dear. I mean, they're mean to other people. They're mean to, you know, the staff at my residence. 
Send me about that. Keep keeping on with the exploration. Alright, just ten more explores and then and then I'll pause. Alright. Ooh, well, something new. While moving through the outskirts of Hawklaw, as dust settles over the small village, you're suddenly approached by a bent figure in a black cloak. Before you can even attempt to greet the bold stranger, the figure's figure straightens up to its full height and casts back its hood to reveal the hideously disfigured face of an elderly one-eyed woman. Oh, hi there, dearie. The elderly woman grins, bearing the remains of the jagged, rotting teeth and muttering something in a tongue you cannot comprehend. Then, in a language you understand, she she sprouts, she growls something that sends a chill, shiss, Shells shooting down your spine. By the power of the creeping spirit, I shall cast you. As the fearsome hag begins to raise her bony hands in the air, realise she must decide upon immediate course of action. So I can flee from the wicked hag, or I can attack the hag. No, I, I, I don't want to attack the hag. I mean, you got to respect your elderly. If they are a little bit monster. Attempt to flee. Okay. You turn and dash off in the direction of the village, hoping you will be able to put enough distance between yourself and the hag before she can unleash whatever foul magic she was attempting to summon. After a wild flight that lasts nearly a minute, you turn and gaze back along the road, heeling into Hawklaw. Thankful to discover there is no longer any sign of the wicked woman. Relieved to have escaped unscathed from such an eerie encounter, you promptly set off to resume your exploration. Keep on with exploring. One. It's, it's wild dogs again. Begin comes at subdue, always subdue the wild dogs, even if it is a lot quicker to quick combat them. But then you're killing dogs, and that, that just that's just not, that's just not something I I can I can I can stomach. You made I've found a new place. You've made a special note of this location, the web covered cave. You may return to it in the future whenever you explore the village of Hawklaw. Deep in the woods south and west of Hawklaw, you discover a series of caves hidden in the thick of the forest. The mouth of the largest of these caves is completely covered by the thick, sticky, silvery strands of a massive spider web. Alright, I guess I'm going to attempt to enter. You step up to the massive spider web. And as you do, the thick strands seem to bulge out towards you, as if they are attempting to ensnare you. With no desire to become a meal for whatever spider has won this web, spun this web, you wisely retreat. Hmm. Okay, okay, spider. I'll leave you be for now. Continue on your explore once more. Right, one... While moving along Hawklaw's main thoroughfare, 
You think you can hear someone calling your name. After stopping, looking around, and discovering there is no one in sight that appears to have called for you, you once again continue on your way. Keep exploring. It's seven wild dogs this time. Once again, I shall subdue them. Alright, you are good dogs, even if you've forgotten it. 3 XP, and then they run off before I can pet them. That's not so good! Not so good! Okay. Unfortunately, nope. One. Four wild dogs. There's a lot of wild dogs around here. That might be something to do with the fact that I don't actually kill any of them. So the number is not going to go down. Mm, it probably wouldn't go down that much even if I did kill them, because then you'll just leave a space in the ecosystem for more of the puppies to to, to go in. Well, honestly, I, I, I need to... I need, I need to spray, I need to neuter some of these dogs, probably. Uh, that'll probably, that'll probably actually be more helpful than just killing them. Or at least, that's what I've heard. And you're not killing them, as well. That's definitely an advantage. I, I don't know, I don't know if anyone here knows how to neuter things. Well... Well, probably some of the farmers do, because I mean, I mean, you, mean you, you, they do that to horses all, all, all the time. So you can have have gelded horses, which are apparently just so angry at being at having their nuts torn off that they become even stronger, and presumably they kind of forget who did that. Because otherwise, I don't think you could ever get them to do anything ever again. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, they could, you could probably, you could pro probably do, 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 there probably is people who could do that, who can neuter the dogs. But that's the, well, the men dogs, the, the, the female, the female dogs, I don't think we could really do I, I don't don't think this village will have the facilities to have them fixed. Or at least not in any non horrific way. Yes. That's not an option. That, that's there's not a link to Ooh, here's a new thing anyway. On a lonely forest road near Hawklaw, you encounter an old man strolling in a direction of the village. Several cloth bags and a large collection of leather pouches have been fastened to a worn piece of rope that encircles his waist. As you draw near to the old man, he tips his weather-stained hat and greets you with a broad, mostly toothless grin. You look like, you look like a fellow who would be interested in one of the splendid trinkets I found in the markets up in Talonus. He stares, stopping to undo one of the bags tied to his belts. It will take me a minute to find them, mind, so don't get all jumpy about it. So I can wait and see what the old man has to show you. After nearly five minutes of rumbling, rummaging through his various packs and bags, the old man lets out a cry of joy 
and removes three curious objects from a leather pouch. He holds the three items up for you to see. But you can tell, based on how tightly he clutches them, he has no desire for you to touch any of them. Despite his protective stance, you step forward and peer down at the three items resting in his, his hand. A twelve-eyed iron talisman, a small shard of frozen dragon flame, and a black wooden wing. Curious little things, aren't they? He says, shifting his eyes from his tree of price due and back again. Now, I'll be willing to part with one of them for a princely sum, but only one, mind you. Think you have interest in that? While you're reasonably certain that none of the three items are magical, you wonder if any of them might have some other less obvious importance. Now, yeah, now they might have an importance, but no one has ever figured it out. What possible importance these items could have, if they have any. They could just be, you know, mementos. They don't do anything, they just there. But tell him you're interested. Okay. The old man's eyes twinkle as he shrewdly purses his lips. I'll give you any one of the three for twenty gold, he says. There's no haggling over it. So I have a few options here. I can agree to pay twenty gold for one of his three items, which apparently don't do anything as far as everyone knows. Tell him you're not interested and leave. He will I'll probably be able to meet him again then. Or I can attack him for reasons because I because apparently I have I have an irresistible and violent desire for tourist knickknacks. Or I can attempt to steal his items using the skill of thievery. Uh, then I will then get all three of them, but I would be robbing an old man for things I don't have no use for, and that's not very heroic. In fact, it, it's villainous. It's a villainous thing to do. Okay, so re- really the only so, so the, the only in-character thing for me to do is agree to pay 20 gold for one of his three items. The old man purchases and asks which of the three you would like to purchase. So I could choose the 12-eyed iron talisman, the frozen shard of dragon flame, or the black wooden wing. So I can... Oh, of course, I could just say, no, no, I'm going to attack you. Well, actually, I'll have all of them. And then punch and punch him on the head, in the face. But that's, oh, I could still steal them. So, choosing... Hmm, hmm, hmm. Now, as I said before, it's, it's very un... Honestly, I don't think he's going to make any of these... If any of the... If these items do anything... Any one of them will probably do the thing. And you can't really have each of the items as a different thing. Because then the stealing option would be really, really obviously the best one. And that would pretty much mean everyone would steal. 
even though it isn't more, because, I mean, if you could trade them in for a couple of ATs T's each, Tyrakifs or something, then then everyone would steal all three items. I'm going to take the black wooden wing. The old tra- trader accepts your gold and hands you the wing. That's 20 gold spent, but I have plenty more. It's a black wooden wing. It's, it's armour for the finger, and it's an encumbrance of one, and it doesn't do anything. Although I was pretty much warned, it won't do anything. This is a small, plain, black wooden wing. You just you obtain for an old man. You encountered just outside the village of Hawklaw. Hope you enjoy that, he says, as if it saddens him to part with the item. It's quite a find, without any doubt. You bid the old man farewell, and he wishes you good fortune on your travels. Without further delay, you set once again set off on your way. Now there is one place that it might be of use. I'm just going to check that place. It probably won't, because someone else would have checked first, surely. As I suspected, you cannot trade it into Zimikif. For anything, I mean, that would be ridiculous if you could. And it would mean you could just, everyone would just take all three items. And what would be the, that would just be, that would just utterly remove any real roleplay from it. Because one option would be way more rewarding than the others. And here's four wild dogs. Once again, I will subdue them. You slightly less than good dogs. Two XP, and they won away. So I want it to pet you. Seven dogs. Let me pet you. But they still they won away. All right, someone's calling my name. But I don't know who. Explore once more. That's the nothing message. But pausing. Yep, four wild dogs again. Give them a subdue. Always subdue the wild dogs. Obviously, you get nothing for it, but I mean, it's it's my code. My code. Don't. Don't kill dogs. It's a rule. Yeah, going a lot of the nothing message. Now, I think there's a one or so more things to do. I've got to get. I've got to get into that cave. That, then I think that will be everything. And maybe I'll meet that hag again. I mean, usually, I mean, that's often always if you flee from something or don't actually resolve something, it's, I mean, she's still around, so I could run into it again. But it, it really depends on how it's coded and whether or not she's actually already cursed me. Well, you know, a curse that doesn't really 
seem to do anything. Wild dogs again. Six of them. Yep, half a dozen dogs. Good dogs! I said, good dogs! Very heavy petting. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. That's five dogs. Heavy petting time. Two XP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna pet all the dogs, even if they don't particularly wanna be pet. Because that's their job. Four dogs now. Heavy petting. They are subdued. Let's uh, go keep. Keep up with the exploring. Wild dogs. Okay. Just a, a few more nothing messages. Or oh, wild dogs. I don't know. Ten more. Ten more thing explorations. One. Two, that's just wild dogs again. We've we've seen them before. Three. Four. Five. Six. Six, which is also the number of wild dogs I'm fighting. Okay, and they are also subdued. And... Oh, was that, oh, was that uh, let's say that was seven, eight, nine, and here comes the tenth exploration. Okay, that, that that's a that's enough time with nothing particularly new happening. I'm now going to pause until we get something new. Okay, now I finally found something. It took a while, but I found something. You've made a special note of this location, a Sophie Potion. You may return to it in the future, whenever you explore the village of Hawklaw. In the midst of the woodlands to the west of Hawklaw, you come upon a strange discovery, perched on the watting remains of a broad stump. Not far to the north of the meandering trail you've been following, you spot a small vial that's filled with a thick, silvery liquid. The liquid in the vial shimmers now and again, leading you to believe it is magical in nature. Ooh, what could it do? Would it give me all skills and powers experience? Or even permanent stat boosts? Or maybe it will help me with the quest. Several long cracks run up the side of the weathered vial, and you're certain that if you were to take it with, with you, it wouldn't be long before it shattered and its contents were lost. You realise that, that should you choose to consume the silvery liquid in the vial, you will have to do it here. I could, well, theoretically I could put it in another container, but I don't have any other containers with me. So there's a few, I could ignore the vial and continue on my way, but it'll still be there. It'll still be there. I could consume it straight away. Just go, look, I like consuming potions.
ones. Especially if I have no idea what they are. They're the best type of potions. Or I could use some skills. I could use Arcania, Feathery, or Woodmanship to have a closer look. I'll use Arcania first. You carefully study the thick silvery liquid that fills the vial and determine what it does appear to be magical in nature. It doesn't appear to be any of the harmful concoctions with which you're familiar. Okay, now if I go, I've left it. Return the silvery potion. Now I can use feathery. You carefully study the thick silvery liquid that fills the vial. And determine it's definitely not any sort of poison you're familiar with. Alright, ignore. Continue on my way. You notice I'm not getting any experience from using this. Because I can do this repeatedly. So, if you could do it repeatedly, someone could set... Someone could just spend hours just going back and forth, 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 back and forth. Back and forth. Until they've, until they can get 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 those, can they get lots and lots of experience to, Arcania, Fevery, or Woodmanship, and that would be really boring. Or someone could create some sort of bot to do it for them, and that would be boring and cheating, definitely cheating. Now. I've used Arcania, I've used Feathery. Next up, Woodsmanship. You carefully study the thick silvery liquid that fills the vial. Determine it's definitely not any sort of natural toxin you're familiar with. Alright, all three of the skills have said, uh, seems okay, I mean it could be something you're not familiar with. Okay, I can consume the silvery contents of the fragile vial. With only slight trepidation, you carefully remove the deteriorating stopper from the end of the vial and promptly down its thick silvery contents. The liquid is largely tasteless, though a strong, strong bitter sensation lingers on your tongue for several seconds. For nearly five minutes, you remain still. Attempting to determine what effect, if any, consuming the contents of the vial has had on you. Alas, convinced this had no discernible effect, he tossed aside the fragile vessel. Hey, littering! Don't litter, Zoop! Don't litter! I mean, that's made out of glass! It's going to break into sharp pieces! What if a squirrel steps on those pieces? They could get hurt! Did you even think of them, Zoop? Did you even think of the squirrels? It should we? Well, I, I don't know if this cycling work exists in this kingdom, but just uh, take it to a take it to a glassworks. Uh, presumably, they could just reforge it because I mean that's how you make a lot of glass <laughs> by just melting the stuff. <laughs> because it's it takes a lot lot less energy to melt the glass than to make new glass. And once a pen. And once again prepare to set off on your way. 
And now I can't go back there because there's nothing there anymore. So, hmm, I wonder, I wonder. Will the web-covered covered grave be what I need? Let's see. Hmm, hmm, it could well be, could well be. Well, it's pretty much the, o the only place I haven't been. So, it could, I, well, it's only one way to find out, and that's to go there. Deep in the woods, south and west of Hawklaw, you discover a series of caves hidden in the thick of the forest. In the mouth of the largest of these caves, mouth of largest of these caves is complete, completely covered by a thick, stiffy, sticky, silvery strands of a massive spider web. Alright, I'm going to attempt to enter the cave. As you step towards the massive spider web, you are suddenly reminded of the bitter sensation experienced on your tongue after consuming the silvery potion. Your eyes widen in amazement as the thick strands of web slowly begin to fade from you. Oh no, that was a spider's house! In a matter of moments, not a single trace of the giant web remains, and you swiftly step into the cave. The foul odour of decay assails your senses as you make your way into the dimly illuminated interior of the large cave. You've taken less than 20 steps into the cave's cavernous main chamber when you suddenly spot something moving through the shadows on your right. Instinctively, you spin to your right, only to find yourself face to face with a massive, half-decayed black spider. The immense arachnid, those torso bears perhaps only half the flesh it did, when this while this creature was was alive. Wait a minute. Necromancy works on spiders? Oh, dear. This this is bad. This is bad, bad news. This is bad news indeed. I guess the only, uh, I guess the only good upside of this is most necromancers are incredibly incompetent and not particularly creative, and usually dust throw wave after wave of human skeletons at someone, and occasionally ghouls, ghouls and ghasts, and even sometimes some of the non-corporeal are dead. Because if necromancers was the start to mess with undead spiders, undead giant spiders, then, then, we'll, then we'll be in for a lot of trouble. It staggers forward, for gashing its still formidable mandibles, as it closes in on what it assumes will be an easy meal. You quickly find yourself locked in a brutal fight for survival against this giant, eight-legged tower. It's a massive, rotting spider. As that's... Three words you don't want to hear when describing a monster. Obviously, you don't want the monster to be massive, because that's bad. You don't want it to be rotting, because then you get you get you get goop on you. 
And while, while I'm not particularly averse to the monster being a spider, a lot of people are. So begin the combat. I have no choice but to kill this enemy. The spider lunges forward, biting at you with its powerful mandibles. As I swing my mace, I just keep caving in more and more of its exoskeleton. Just big spattering goblets of spider ooze to shatter off it with every blow. Spat! Spoof! Splat! Spoof! Spoof! Like that. Yes, it, it, I, I am so going to have to wash. Wash after feeding this thing. I'm going to have to like have a really long bath. A really long bath. And have all my equipment cleaned by the little old ladies who clean my equipment. And it is now slain. Now, this was actually a, a monster you could have defeated pretty early in the game. If you did, if you did, if you did all the power-ups you can do in about an hour, you could probably handle it. Yeah, it's an easy peasy lemon squeezy foe to beat, especially considering it didn't manage to get a single blow on me. But now it is dead completely. Sixty-nine XP. The decaying carcass of the massive black spider lies on the floor of the cave at your feet. You step back from the creature's putrid remains and wince as a foul stench rises up from its festering wound-riddled torso. With watery eyes, you make a quick search of the cave and discover several items that presumably belong to past victims of this horrendous creature. Though most of the items prove to be of little use or interest, a sword lying atop a pile of vegetation seems to be of exceptional quality. It's an exceptional longsword that will sell for a pretty penny. Lying next to the sword is a pair of chain gauntlets. Uh, it's just a wall that when items come in pairs, the pairs are never, ever separated. It's it's just it's just a wall. Because otherwise you'd have to collect twice as many items and that would just be awkward. And also your character would end up looking really weird if they had different if their left and right gauntlets didn't match. And that one was a garish green and one was a garish purple with green polka dots. <laughs> you'd you'd look you'd look a bit silly. It's a pair of chain gauntlets. These are the standard, standard equipment. Lying at the back of the cave, which I will again sell. Lying at the back of the cave, you find a tattered, tattered remains of a cloth sack. Inside the sack, you discover a quite sizable quantity of gold, which you take. That's two hundred and nine gold tokens. Having completed your search of the spider's lair. You quickly make your way out of the cave and prepare to once again resume your exploration. Okay, three more exploring. I think the only thing I've got left to do is see if that hag turns up again. 
And if it doesn't, that's probably not that much of a much of a loss. But, but I can't, I kind of wanted to show you what happens if you actually fight it. Oh, here's six wild dogs. Okay, and that's that's enough for that. Okay, I'm gonna pause until I find that hag. Oh, here's that hag again. While moving through the outskirts of Hawklaw, as dust settles over the small village, you're suddenly approached by a bent figure in a black cloak. Before you can even attempt to greet the bold stranger, the figure straightens up to its full height and casts back its hood to reveal the hideously disfigured face of an elderly one-eyed woman. Oh, hello, hello again, dearie. Hello again. The old woman grins, bearing the remains of her jagged, rotting teeth. Yeah, you, should, you should probably see someone about your teeth. Get get some gentures. Get some dentures in. Get some dentures, you old, old, old biddy. Go on, you need some dentures. And mutters something in a tongue you cannot comprehend. Oh, you're just talking old, old people. Then in a language you understand, she growls something that sends a chills. Sisping. <laughs> Shooting down your spine. By the power of the creeping spirit, I shall curse thee! As the fearsome hag begins to rise, her bony hands into the air, you realise you must decide upon an immediate course of action. Well, I fled last time, and apparently, it, this is a very, very lonely old lady. So all she, all she knows how to do is just wander around looking for people to curse. I mean, maybe she should take up bingo instead. Or knitting. Or, or bowls. Maybe she has your bowls. But you'd like bowls. That's a, that's a, that's a nice. I mean, I get, get, well, guess, guess when... I guess when Matlock doesn't exist. You only... You're, the only activity you can possibly do is just to wander around cursing people. Attack the hag. The hack. The hag hisses and spits at you as she draws back and thrusts her clenched hands out towards you. Almost immediately, a violent wave of nausea washes over you as her dark magic attempts to tear into your very essence. Pick a number. Bonus 60. 20 from mind, 20 from body, 20 from spirit. I need to get 100 or more, or something bad will happen. Failure 61. Something bad has happened. You're unable to stave off the hag's powerful dark magic. As the, sen as your, as the sense of nausea rises, a series of stabbing pains shoot through your body causing you to slump to the ground where you weave about in agony. I have now lost 16 Stanema points. Amazingly, you manage to survive the deadly, magical attack as you painfully stagger to your feet just as the vicious hag closes in to attack. It's a wicked hag. Time to fight it. The only option is to the death. The hag mutters something 
and reaches out to touch you with her bony fingers. Oh no, oh no, and yep, she is slain. I hope she didn't manage to curse me, because I've got quite enough problems to deal with without a curse too. With a shrill cry, the weathered hag topples over and lands on the ground at your feet. You step back from her corpse, maintaining a combat-ready stance in case she should suddenly rise. But after several moments, you are convinced she is gone forever. A quick search of her body reveals an iron wing of one of her bony fingers. Set into a free claw enclosure on the wing is a jagged piece of garnet. You pick up the wing and decide to take it with you. It's an unidentified garnet wing. This is the wing you discovered on the wing from the finger of the wicked hack you killed near the village of Hawklaw. A three-clawed enclosure protruding from the wing's band clutches a jagged piece of garment. With no desire to linger near the body, you check over your equipment and once again set off on your way. Okay, and that, and that is, that is is all the all the th- new things you can find by exploring Hawklaw. At least unless they add new things later. But there's no particular desire to do that. So now I can use the skill of Arcania to find out what wing I just got. 16 XP to Arcania, and it is the Wing of Souls. Now, remember, this was an item you could have got really early in the game. So now it's uh, not so good. It's two Neville Reserve, one Aura, one Mind, one Spirit. This is the wing you discovered on the finger of the wicked hag you killed near the village of Hawklaw. A free-clawed enclosure protruding from the wing's band clutches a jagged piece of garnet. So, yep, that's not going to be equipped. Although, it does boost my NV, and my Wing of Long Shadows does not boost my NV. So if I was going out of my way, hmm, if I was going out of my way, if I was going out of my way to maximise... Maximize NR, but have Kildra's Serpent Wing, Woundskin's Wing, then then the Sorceress Band and the Wing of Mystic Ability. Yeah, yeah. Even if I was even if I was going to maximize and never waiting, I wouldn't equip that wing. For it, for my character as he currently is, that wing will never be used. Although, there is a package that you can get that dramatically increases the number of wings you can get, you can buy, and it's called, it's called Tolwog's Curse. Thing is, it, thing is, of course, I, you do not need to get any items to buy any of these packages to play the game, but... This allows you to wear seven wings, and then there's another one that allows you to wear eleven wings and two pieces of wrist armor. 
And once you've got those two, you get another, you get another wing as well. You, you behind the blue door. Another powerful wing, because you've got all these extra wing slots, so you want to fill them up. As I said, it's just something to consider if you're the sort of person who just likes making numbers bigger. Or, or you have this obsession with doing the quests well out of the recommended order. You know, if you want to, if you want to just plough through Proving Grounds 5 without doing anything else, then maybe some packages might be for you. And there's, and there's a few things like that. Or maybe if you want to reach the highest levels in the Battleground Challenges, which is also just making a number bigger. Yeah, you can make a lot of numbers bigger. And there, are, there is maybe one or two... Things in the game where if you have a really, really high stats, you can it you can do things easier without having to mess about with without having to mess around around with the wonder dragon fire. But no, you you don't you don't really gain any more story from those. But, of course, the main advantage for buying these packages is that you get something. It's that, it's that the GM gets more money so he can buy food and coffee and internet and, and health insurance and rent and, and heating and utilities and water and feed his kids. Because yeah, he has those. But, well, that's, that's enough of that for now. So next time, I guess we'll just we'll we'll have a look at some of the quests in Hawklaw. Anyone, any one of them's but the cabin because that's already been done. I guess maybe I'll do Deep in the Forest and Snowy Dusk. Maybe well, I'll just go down the list and see how many it takes us to fill an episode. But that will be for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.